Alright guys, welcome back to the channel and today we are going to talk about motivation and particularly what to do or how to do the work when you don't have motivation because I think that is something that all of us suffer from at one point or another. Now, I do not want this video to be me just spouting affirmations and motivational quotes at you because quite frankly we've heard them all before and let's be honest, they do nothing. What I wanna give you is the practical tools, tips, hacks, whatever you wanna call it, that I use when I am not motivated to keep me disciplined, to keep me doing the work. Um, because it may surprise you to know, I don't know, that I am actually, or I consider myself inherently, deep down, to be a very lazy person. I struggle with this stuff daily. I. Uh, in my head, throw lots of hissy fits and temper tantrums. I don't wanna do a lot of the stuff that I do. I, but I've become very good at doing it anyway. I've been very good, become very good at just pushing through and having discipline and not letting the inner bitch take over. And like anything, that takes reps. It takes a lot of suffering and sacrifice, but like I said, I don't want this to just be some me spouting affirmations. I want to give you some practical tools and some advice that will hopefully help you when you are not motivated, but you need or want to uh, do the work to get stuff done. So, well, let's start off with the word work. I think whenever you label something as work, you have actually already lost. There is a negative connotation with the word work. It's a little bit like the word diet. Now, the reality is you are always on a diet all the time because a diet, diet meaning, is the sum of the foods and drinks, basically whatever you put in your gut, basically. So you're always on a diet, but when you focus on the word, it makes it feel hard, it makes it feel conscious. Now, that can be a good thing because you can get a result on a diet. However, people like to have endpoints to diets, right? They like to think, well, I'm gonna go on a diet for three months or six months or a year, but the reality is when it comes to nutrition, this is just one example, there is no end point. You're gonna have a lifelong relationship with your food. And it's the same with your work. A lot of people are working towards, oh, the end of this month or the end of this project or when I retire or whatever it might be. But the reality is, is that everything is work. Some of it you enjoy, some of it you don't. But if you attach the word work to something, you're already starting on the back foot with it. So I just encourage people to remove the word from their vocabulary as much as possible. And it's very easy to say it, and I, I catch myself saying it all the time, but I have, I've disassociated the actions with it, so it's okay. But if you're struggling with it and you're thinking, oh, I know this is gonna be such hard work, you're probably not gonna to wanna to do it, and maybe then you won't do it, okay? So, and this could be anything. This could be, um, you know, your actual job, your work, whether that's, you know, building a business or you, you have a job. It could be going to the gym. It could be sticking to your diet. It doesn't really matter. If you consider stuff work, you're probably going to hate it. You're going to resent it. You're, and ultimately, you're going to fail because you're going to mentally try and set an endpoint to this stuff. And there is no endpoint. Okay? So, I think that's definitely the first thing I would say. The second thing is around value system. So one thing that I have done, which I think is particularly valuable, is think about what I value right now. 
And the reason that's important is because ultimately, you will always do or put the most focus on the things that you value the most. And if you're not where you're at, or you're not on the path to where you want to be, or you're not feeling how you want to feel, then I, I know for a fact it's because your value system isn't in the right place. So the first thing to do is think about, okay, what are my current values? Because your current values are going to dictate what you do, how you spend your time, your energy, your efforts, your money, um, the relationships you have, all of this stuff. And then have a think about, okay, what are the values I would need to have to become the person that I, I actually want to become? And this is different for everybody, right? I'm not saying become more like me or absolutely not. I'm saying if you know you are not happy, something's niggling inside your head, and you're like, I'm not who I want to be, I'm not where I want to be, you know, all that, you know when you just feel it in your gut, then you've got to sit down and think about what your current values are and the values of the person who would, has the life that you want, okay? And a good way to think about this is identity. I talk about this a lot with my clients. It's, it's a good place to start is what identity would you have to take today to do the habits, actions, and behaviors of the person that you want to become? Because you have to do those things before you become that thing. So, I mean, like a good example of this is, is, is money, right? People want to make more money, okay? You want to get a promotion at work. This is, a, this is actually a very relatable example. A lot of people sometimes, um, their boss might hint at it that like, oh, you know, they're on track for a promotion, for example. And when that happens, people tend to up their game because they're like, oh, they can, it's kind of shown to them that they can see that light and they're like, oh, I want it, I want it. I'm going to work harder for it now, okay? So what you've done consciously, subconsciously, you might not even realize you're doing it, is you've shifted your value system, you've shifted your identity. And you've started acting like the person who has already got that job. That person, the, the boss, has instilled a belief system into you. But the thing is, is that you don't want to have to sit around your whole life waiting for other people to tell you de you deserve something. Right? Whether it's your fitness, your health, your money, your job, whatever it might be, your relationships. You do not want to have to constantly wait for someone else to validate what you want and you think you deserve. You need to be able to create that energy yourself. And the way to do that, the way to give yourself that self-belief is to create the identity of the person you want to become and then to embody yourself in that identity now, today. So genuinely, a task for you today, if you're serious about this stuff, spend five to 10 minutes, write down your current values, and write down the values, habits, and actions, and behaviors of the person that you need to become to get the thing that you want. So if you want to become, I don't know, whatever language you want to use, leaner, shredded, thin, whatever it might be. Okay, what are the habits, actions, and behaviors of someone who is thin? You all know this. We all know it. Okay, so now you've written it down. You look at it and you go, right, right well, I'll just do that. Bang, and that light bulb moment happens. But you need to go through this exercise to understand that. I hope that makes sense. The next thing to think about is probability versus possibility. So, we have very few guarantees in this world. So one thing I like to do is play the probability game. Building a business, something I'm doing right now. Doing YouTube, something I'm doing right now. 
There is absolutely no guarantee that the business or the YouTube or the social media or whatever it might be is going to take off. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. However, the probability of me and the business and the YouTube succeeding, going in the right direction, will increase if I do the things, if I do the habits, the actions, the values, the behaviors, right? So the best way to do this is to track what you're doing daily. So if it's launching a business, okay, well, you don't have a business if you don't have customers, first of all. If you've got ideas, if you've got a nice shiny website or a cool logo, great, you don't have a business. You have a business the day you get your first customer. Okay, so how do you get customers? You create content, you reach out to people, you have sales calls, and then you get customers, right? It's not gonna fall in your lap. Same with your body, for example. What's the probability of me getting in better shape if I don't go to the gym? Pretty fucking low. What's the probability of me getting in shape if I go to the gym three, four, five times a week? It's probably pretty high. Okay, well, I'll do that thing. So you're never gonna get guarantees of this stuff. You've got to play the probability game. Think about it logically. Sit down and figure out the metrics that you need to measure and track daily to get where you wanna go, to go in the direction that you wanna go in. And by the way, very few people are doing this stuff, but very few people are genuinely happy. I actually said it the other day on a video, I don't think happiness is even a thing, I think it's a fallacy. I think it's, a, it's moments in time, we're happy and then we're not. We're happy and then we're not. Happiness isn't this steady state that we're aiming for. There's no objective end to happiness. You might be happy, but then you want more. You get comfortable with the level you're at and you're like, oh, I want a bit more, right? Money, great example, right? I remember when I was going through my 20s and I always said, when I get to 40K, I'll be happy. I, I, I was convinced. And me and my friend, uh, my friend Dean, we used to sit next to each other at work and we used to say this to each other. And I think, I think at the time he was on like 34K and I was on like 36K or something like that. I can't remember. And we were so close to it. And then I think he actually got there. I think it was him first. And literally nothing changed. It was like, oh, wow, 50K. <laughs> I'm just using one example here. You're never gonna be happy. You're a human being. That's why we're top of the fucking food chain on this planet for now. <laughs> Until AI and the aliens and all that. So don't optimize for happiness. And the reason that I encourage you to do this stuff, don't look to other people to expect them to do it. They're not. They're not gonna do it. If you wanna be happier, whatever you wanna call it, this is the stuff that I encourage you to do. Play the probability game, track the metrics that you wanna track. You, and we, we're, sometimes we're taught to do this. If you're in a sales job, a sales manager will say to you, you know, how many dials have you done today? I used to work my first job. I worked for a company, just checking how long I've been. I worked for a company, it was an energy broker and I wasn't in sales, but I was literally watching the sales. Fascinating. If you've never worked in a call center, I encourage you to check it out. You don't even have to be on the phones. I wish I had, you know, because I think you learn a lot getting rejected very quickly. And these guys were brilliant, you know, and I got a lot of respect for them. They'd pick up the phone and dial hundred people a day, at least. And that was their first KPI. Because it's like you can't get the sale if you're not doing the dial. So it's like, do the dial, get the sale. Go to the gym, get the body. 
Stick to your calories, get the body. Go to bed on time, get the body, feel better. It's so simple, but we don't do this stuff. So taking the emotional element out of this stuff is the best way forward for you. Thinking about it rationally and logically, tracking it and measuring it. But before that, you have to do what I said before. Think about your value system now, the value system that you need to adopt to become the person that you want to become. Okay? Just right, look at my notes. And then last but not least, oh, actually two more things. This could be a longer episode, but hopefully this is valuable. So another one is reverse engineering habits. We are the sum of our actions, our behaviors, and our habits, okay? Um, and quite often people find it difficult to stop bad habits or start new ones or stick to new ones, right? So what I encourage people to do if that's the case is to reverse engineer the good habits. Well, even the bad ones, you can do this too as well. Let me talk you through that. So every habit has three elements to it. A cue, the routine, the habit, and the reward. Well, what you get from doing the habit, good or bad. Okay, and uh, let's take, I don't know, smoking as an example. I'm just, I just literally thought of that. A cue for a lot of people, smoking is um, getting in the car or uh, having a drink or um, I don't know, when they're, when they're with certain people, that's a cue. Their brain, it's like a subconscious thing. They're like, oh, I just want to light up. It sends them, flushes them full of, in, uh, of um, hormones and tells them to light up. It's very hard to resist that. I'd, I'd imagine, I'm not a smoker, but I'd, I'd imagine it's hard to resist that. And then the routine is the smoking. And then the reward in the short term is, you know, the feeling, right? You get, you know, you feel like you've socialized with that group. You, you remain belonging to that group, which is a huge subconscious uh, thing that humans strive for is feeling belonging. And, uh, you know, you've got the nicotine or I don't really know how it works, but I think it's nicotine, isn't it? You, you get that sort of high, that buzz, right? Just one example. And that's a bad habit. We all know it's pretty fucking <laughs> line in the sand. Smoking is bad, but we still do it. There's plenty of smokers who are you know, addicted. They are addicted to the smoking. So why do they keep doing it? It's a terrible habit. Well, it's because of that, right? So in that case, it's a bad habit, right? So I'm going to reverse engineer this. So instead of looking at the reward of that habit, which is the nicotine, I'm going to look at the cost. So I'm going to start by looking at the cost of the bad habits that I've got. Okay. So let's use a bit more of a relatable one that everyone can relate to. The cost of a terrible night's sleep. We all know that one. I don't need to spell it out for you, right? You've all been there. Maybe you've had a shit night's sleep last night. Sucks, right? Versus the reward of a good night's sleep. This is actually a very pertinent example for me right now because I've been incredibly busy the last two weeks. Terrible excuse, by the way, to sacrifice my sleep. I'm gonna hold myself accountable there. But my sleep has sacrificed, been seen sacrificed. I've slept max six hours a night. The last two nights, I've slept eight hours. And I'm not talking about in bed, I'm talking asleep for eight hours. I woke up this morning, once I'd woken up a little bit, you know, an hour or so in. Fuck me, I feel amazing. I'm looking out at the ocean, I'm feeling like, I could walk on that, I could walk on that water today. <laughs> I'm looking at walls and I'm like, I could run through that. Do you know what I mean? Versus the cost of that bad night's sleep. And then what's so mental when I, if someone has the answer to this, then please tell me it. But we all know this, and then somehow we get sucked back into the habit of terrible night's sleep because we want to watch that extra Netflix episode or sit on our phone or talk to someone or whatever it might be, okay? Or we've just not got good sleep hygiene because we're not doing enough good stuff in the day. 
Reverse engineer your habits, the good and the bad. If, it's, if you're looking at the bad habits, look at the cost of the bad habit. What's the cost? And then think, well, I don't want that cost anymore. Okay, well, if I don't want that cost, I need to not do the routine, the habit. Okay, well, if I'm not gonna do the routine or the habit, what am I gonna change to stop the cue happening? Same with the good habits. Okay, I want that reward. God, that felt good. That gym session I did today. Whoa, I wish I could bottle that feeling. That good night's sleep I had, right? And then reverse engineer it. Okay, well, now I know the routine. What's the cue? So really, you're reverse engineering this stuff. It helps our brain to instill and keep us doing the good habits and get rid of the bad ones, I think, if we reverse engineer it. We're always trying to focus it on the other way around. Oh, okay, I need to, if I'm gonna do this, right, I need to sit this, I need to do that. We're always thinking about the cue. Think about the reward and reverse engineer it. And the last thing I wanna say on this, guys, and this is, a, I suppose, the most hooey point of it all. Hopefully that was all actionable and you can actually take that and go, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe you haven't tried that stuff before and you, you wanna give it a go. Hopefully I've given you that sort of permission and that um, encouragement to do that. The last one's a little bit hooier, but just, just have faith in this stuff. Because if you, go, if you can go to bed at night and you're sleeping soundly, you're either a psychopath or you're doing the right thing. And you're probably doing the right thing. If you can go to bed tonight and you are tired and you sleep well and you've got a clear conscience because you've done everything you could have done, you've helped people, you've been, you know, you've done the work, even though you didn't want to, you can go to bed, clear conscience, you'll get a good night's sleep, you'll wake up tomorrow, and guess what? You'll feel better, and then you'll do it all over again. And if you don't look at this stuff like work, if you approach it from a probability point of view versus a guarantee point of view, you are far more likely to succeed. Motivation and willpower run out, we know this. Discipline is more important than motivation. This stuff I'm talking you through here gets you to that discipline mindset. So, I hope that's been useful. I hope you give it a go and let me know how you get on. I will love you or leave you and I will see you all tomorrow. Thank you.